We're back. I'm Paul Hansen, your host. This is the third segment of the sixth edition of Boston Radio. And our featured guest this show is the amazing Steve Lynch. Steve is the lead guitar player for the band Autograph. And we're going to find out about some of his gear. And we're going to try to talk him into showing us some more cool two-handed licks. Let's pick up where we left off with Steve. Now, Steve, I, I know you've been using a Roland 2480 hard disk recorder. We were talking about that before. Yeah, and I'm still using that, as a matter of fact. I uh-huh. really love that machine. When, when I did purchase that, I got all four of the FX boards installed into it. Oh, that's great. That really came in handy. I, I really like that machine. It's just an all-in-one inclusive machine that just just about everything for you. Oh, and by the way, the Boss has a whole new line of those uh, standalone hard disk recorders, and they're the BR series, all the way down to the little micro BR that you can carry with your hand. Steve, when you use the 2480, do you use the guitar effects inside the machine? Um, actually, I use both. Uh-huh. I use sometimes I like the reverb. Mm-hmm. They have some really nice reverbs on those those effects in there, and um, mm-hmm. I'll use those internally. Sometimes they have some really nice choruses in there. Yeah. I use use those internally, and then I also use external effects. Also, I have a GT5, and they oh, that looked pretty good too. And then I also have the GR33, the guitar synth. Yeah. I have that. I've manipulated almost all the sounds in it just for my particular taste. It's it's pretty easy to manipulate the sounds whichever way you like. And you're playing keyboards with a guitar. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I use the Roland Guitar Synths all the time, so I can plug into my computer and sequence stuff. I just did that yesterday. I haven't done that yet. I would I would like to okay, now you gotta show me how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty easy. Just take a MIDI cable out of your GR33, and you need a MIDI interface and plug it in. There's two modes on those guitar synths that's pretty cool. There's chromatic and non-chromatic mode. Right. And chromatic makes it so that if you play a note, it won't send any pitch bend information, even if you bend it, which helps the tracking, especially if you're doing piano or drums that don't need pitch bend info. Absolutely, yeah. But if you want to program something with bends then uh, you want to s- turn chromatic off. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's cool. There's some tricks with sequencing. Sometimes with guitar synth, when you're going into a computer, if your hands brush against the strings, it'll send a very short message into your sequencer. Yes, it does. It doesn't take much at all. <laughs> so what I do, and I use a digital performer, I go Apple Dash, and it pops up this window called Split Notes. and oh, I s- okay. And I select all notes below a certain duration. Then I just take those out. So it's a super fast process. You just select the notes, then Apple Dash, and then Apple X. Boom, all those little notes are gone. That's with a Mac, but same thing with a PC, too. Oh, very cool. There's also the uh, MC909 that I was using. Uh, really? Um, I got an expansion card for that, the SRX expansion card. Man, some of the drum sounds in that were just incredible. Just some of the biggest uh, drum samples that I'd ever heard before. And they were real drum samples, but they were just done really, really well. And then I also had the um, the XP30 with uh, four expansion boards. Dang it, you got I a lot really of rolling gear. I really love that thing. When I got that, I just loved the internal sounds in it. But then I bought all the expansion boards that you could buy, and I couldn't even put them all in at once, but it was just this plethora of all these different sounds. <laughs> Man, yeah, there are so many sounds in those Roland expansion boards, and they're really good sounds, too. You could spend a year listening to them. We heard the little bit of uh, Liquid Eyes in the last segment from Network 23. Can you tell us a little more about that band? That was 
where my writing was going post-autograph, in uh-huh. which I kind of wanted to go into a different direction. But I could tell that music was changing at that point, as well as, as my taste was as well. And, and you're right, music really did change right around 1990. Let's take a listen to an excerpt from Network 23. Uh, this song's called Original Sin. <laughs> That's cool stuff, Steve. One of the things you do that I really dig is you get this hand-over-hand thing going with bends and all this crazy stuff. Can you show us something like that? What I'm doing on that one particular one, actually, I'm using a combination of my vibrato arm with two-handed. Now, what you have to do is you have to have a, a vibrato arm that'll stay in place. It's not the kind that'll, that'll fall down every time you let go of it. It has to be tightened so that it'll stay right in place. Right. I'm using my forearm of my right hand for the vibrato arm. What I'm doing is I'm using my first finger on the first string on the 15th fret, and my third finger of my left hand is on the 10th fret. I'm hammering onto that 15th fret and bending up like this. Okay. Now, when I let go, then I'm pulling off to my third finger, which is really doing the bending. Now, after I do that, then I'm going to the 15th fret on the second string, which is actually the same Uh note, the D note that my third finger was playing. Then I hit that. Now I'm bending that down with my vibrato arm. like a continuous donut. It just sounds like bending the strings over the neck. So, Steve, you're using the whammy bar with your elbow. Uh, with my forearm. Your forearm, okay. Yeah, <laughs> my, right, my right arm, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Hey, I can tell you're a guitar teacher because you say the vibrato arm. <laughs> yeah, I think somebody at Fender screwed up a long time ago and wrote tremolo bar in their catalog, and uh, it's been that way ever since. Tremolo's a... That's tremolo. A lot of people get that mixed up, but vibrato is... Yeah, the bending of the note. That's the difference right there. It is vibrato arm. So you can do that technique if your whammy bar or vibrato bar is stationary and not you can't spin it around. Right. And then another thing, the way that I started that solo out in the very beginning of it... And Steve, since we don't have enough time for you to completely explain all these licks, it's a good moment to plug your three books, Right Touch, One, Two, and Three, and your video, The Two-Handed Guitarist. And Steve, can folks order them from your website, stevelynch.info? Yes, absolutely. Steve, I got to tell you the story. Um, I was in Tennessee 
at a Monday night football game. It's halftime and the place is just packed, like, I don't know, 70,000 people or so. And I got, I think I got one of those whatever large Tennessee Titan beers and I'm walking (laughs) back into the stadium and the very second I got back out into the stands, your solo came on on this song and it was so freaking loud, dude. And I thought, God, that's really good. And uh, then I realized, whoa, that's you probably familiar. didn't recognize it because you didn't hear the lyrics first, right? <laughs> I didn't hear the lyrics. It was just all this like cool tapping and sliding. And then afterwards, turn up the radio. And uh, that's Steve, my old friend. That's right. <laughs> that's funny. Let me play that that solo. There's places you can hear stuff. You know? I know. Okay, here's this this solo. Maybe you can show us a couple licks from the solo. Sure. So the end of that solo, is that kind of the technique that you were doing where you yeah, slide um, down? That one was a little bit different on that uh-huh. one. I'm just going I'm just doing a hammer-on pull-off to my left hand and sliding both hands down chromatically on that one. Meanwhile, you're tapping. My right hand is actually hammering uh-huh. down and, and pulling off to my left hand on that one, though. Which lick would be the most that guys ask you, hey, how'd you do that? Well, they ask me a lot of times, well, what mm-hmm. key were you thinking of? Mm-hmm. It's basically a mixolydian scale is what I'm uh-huh. using, so, which is which is the same thing as D major scale, but uh, highlighting more of the notes out of the A chords. Yep. But the one that people ask me uh-huh. the most about is the hammer-on part at the end there. Uh-huh. And so what I'm doing on that is my first finger of my right hand is on the fourth string, 14th fret. Then I'm pulling off to my left hand, which is on the uh, same string, 7th fret. Then I'm hammering off my fourth finger to the 11th fret. So it's going... Okay, so yeah. now I'm doing the same thing on the next string down. Okay, on the G uh-huh. string. Then for the B string, I'm actually going up one fret with both hands. Okay, so then it yeah. goes... Uh, so Steve, you really you work out your solos a lot of time yeah, to make and them... this is one thing that um, I really try to, to stress to people, mm-hmm. too, is... When you are working on a solo, a lot of times it's better to not have a guitar in your hands uh, uh-huh. because that actually can kind of get in the way. This is what works for me. You know, different things work for different mm-hmm. people. But what I've always done is I've always taken uh, just a boombox to rehearsal with the band, and I'll say, okay, play a couple of bars before where I solo. 
and then uh-huh. keep playing through where I'm going to be soloing at, however many bars that's going to be, and then play a couple bars afterwards. And I'll tell the singer, sing up to that point before the solo, and then come right in with your singing afterwards so I make sure whatever I play doesn't interfere with the notes that you were singing beforehand or yeah. afterwards. Oh, that's so a great idea. In between, as I'll listen to that segment over and over and over again without a guitar in my hands until I start hearing something. And then once I hear something, then I'll figure out what I'm hearing on guitar, and then I'll, I'll put it together like that. All the Autograph and Network tw- 23 solos were all doubled, and some of them were tripled. Yeah, that's... But I always mm-hmm. double them, because I always like that sound of having uh, the, you know, the left, the left at, at 10 o'clock and the right at 2 o'clock and the panning, and, and sometimes even more extreme, you know, 9 right. o'clock and 3 o'clock. Because I really like the separation there, and sometimes the bends don't ma- match up exactly, but that's, that's what gets this, uh, what yeah. I call, chiropractic feel, because <laughs> it throws a chill up your, up your spine for a second, because it's slightly out of pitch. Yeah, like the beginning of Hammerhead, when the whammy bars are all coming up, they're right. slightly just, you know, and that's fighting true. with each that's, other. I did that three times, so that is three guitars doing that whole solo. It really is. <laughs> hey, on that note, I'll let you get back to work. I know you've got... All those teachers there, you know, those darn viola teachers, those guys might be out partying in the back. You got to get them back teaching. Yeah, right? in fact, I have a, a room full of people out here right now that are standing outside my okay. door. I'm, I'm going to let you get back to work. Hey, Steve, thank you so much for coming on Boss Tone Radio hey, and taking pleasure, your time. Paul. It, was, it was nice talking with you again. And if you need anything else, please give me a call. And good luck from Boss and getting everything normal again after the fire. Okay, you bet. Thank you. This is Paul Hansen saying thanks for listening to Boss Tone Radio. And remember, you can always find out more about cool boss gear at bossus.com. Thanks so much.